How's it going folks? Yoni Constable from the Amos Steel Company here in Hillbilly Caviar Studios. You're watching Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen. All Dave, all Dave. Get yourself. get you some you know what no one got the memo because <laughs> no one's trying to get me um anyway thank you so much johnny compton i love that bumper i watch it all the time it, it, it's cool he's cooler than i am by far um want to thank our sponsor of the show as we do every episode mischief studios headed by the absolutely wonderful charles larita go there to get your guitar fixed go there to buy a guitar if you buy it there you won't need to get it fixed by the way um Go there to get lessons if you want to improve a bit. If you'd like to record, go to Mischief Studios. Uh, meet other musicians, go to Mischief Studios. It's in Pennington, New Jersey, which is really equidistant between New York and Philly. Uh, I, I've been in the space. Scott stopped by and visited Charles about two weeks ago and loved the studio space there. Uh, absolutely fabulous place, and Charles is a great musician. So thank you again. We really are grateful uh, for Charles's involvement with Guitar Tales here. And also, as I like to talk about every episode, I, I really want to put out my thanks and gratitude uh, to my friend of 40-plus years, Scott Guitarmacist Engel. Uh, we've talked about it on the show. I will say it again. Fun fact, Scott and I were in The Cure many years ago. We were both members of The Cure. As a matter of fact, we were founding members of The Cure. Most people don't know that. And the reason is because we were named The Cure before the real band came out. And Scott has, I think he has it, the, the audio tape that says The Cure in 8th or ninth or 10th grader handwriting, um, maybe 11th. Um, and then we turned into Noise Network by the time The Cure came out. But we were in The Cure. Now, uh, we have a fabulous guest tonight on a wonderful, impressive, important, and really special night in his life. Uh, we have Matt Bradford on. We'll let Matt tell you why this is such a special day. Uh, he is a kick-ass musician, uh, and we've been chatting uh, before the show. He's got an amazing uh, collection of guitars, and he does amazing stuff. So, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, awesome. we're, we're glad to have you. I had I was a knucklehead trying to log in, so I had a few glitches, but we were on on time, and uh, we we really appreciate your uh, coming on the show. Uh, Scott just wrote in; he's a big fan, so am I. <laughs> I was I was uh, I took a little YouTube journey watching you today, and I know you're you're out in L.A., right? I'm out in L.A. So you you play a guitar, but your guitar lay flat. And you're a drop D kind of guy, right? Yeah, open D. It's a it's open a lap, D. It's a lap steel. And, Look at uh, that. And uh, yeah, man, open open D tuning. Because I used to, so I used to play guitar, and I screwed my hand up. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, playing too much. I just, I got, I developed tendonitis. Okay. In, in, in these two, and so I couldn't do all this stuff. Oh. Uh, and it, and that led to a lot of stuff. Like it moved me. So we're jumping in really fast here. Oh, that's uh, cool. Let's do it. 
but basically I was I was kind of doing some studio stuff, but I don't think I was ever a great guitar player. Okay. And and so when I screwed up my hand, I was like, I don't know what to do. I was a guitar teacher and I was a studio guy. And I came down here and I started building guitars and oh, fixing really? guitars. Yeah. And I started working for this guy, Bill Asher, who does the Ben Harper lap steels. Oh, show us. And Look. stuff like that. That's then, a beautiful I, guitar. Look at that. You know, and so he does these. And I started working for him. And I was like, I can play one of those. And that so, was, it was, yeah. Can you give us a little, let's see how it works on the audio. Give us a little. Oh, let's see. Demo? Let's see. If only you had an amp right behind you. If only I had an amp. There's, if you can't see it, it's not in the frame. There's another six just stacked up right here. It's, oh, that's it's, great. It's ridiculous over here. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. You know, good old tube amps got to warm up. Yeah, there we go. Wasn't Scott, Scott, weren't you in a band called um, To Eleven or something? What was the name of that band? He's got to type it in. Go to 11. Go to 11. I'm, I'm going to yeah. put this on three just for the sake, okay. for the sake of my marriage. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> uh, Let me hear a little more. But... That was sounds great. Oh, thanks. Man. Yeah, this, this little – I was blown away. I bought this Vibro Champ. It's an old 70s, and it's like – Everybody who plays this amp is like, that is a ridiculously good clean tone. It, uh, I, mean, I was able to tell it sounded good. It's, it's crazy. Now, so, do you know, I think it's an L.A. story because I, I, I tell a bastardized version of it. Do you know the origin story of Mesa Boogie? I sort of, but not. Let's hear your version of it. Well, I just know that they were that they were out here and they were and they were uh, modding Princeton's, I think, right? That's what I heard. It was either Princeton or a Bax. Yeah, it was a Princeton or uh, what's the other little one? The really little one. Well, there's the li the champs. The champ. I thought it was either a Princeton or a champ, right? Yeah, I thought it was a champ, but I thought, and they just kept getting more and more gain until somebody was like, "I want to do that." But that's, right. that's all. It's it's pretty hazy. Yeah, that's all I heard. But they were stuffing like a gigantic, wonderful amp into a little either mm -hmm. a Princeton or a champ. Yeah, and it's but yeah, I mean. So what do you have in there? A twelve. That's a one twelve. That's an eight. Oh, an eight. Which, I, can't, I can't see the size. Okay. Which for home is perfect. Like I, yeah. I have a bunch of 112s and I think it's all 112s. I don't have – I because where am I going to play a 212 or a 412? In your I just, house. Yeah. You know, like, or, or even at a gig. Like at this point. Right. Like, the I, amp is not filling the room. It's the PA system that's filling the room. Yeah. And, and no one likes – I mean, the sound guys don't. I'm working on getting smaller amps. I want to build myself a little Tweed Champ. I really like Tweed amps. Right. Um, and I have this really cool. There's a company in LA named Blackvolt. I got to okay. plug Geo just because because absolutely he's taking, he's taking such good care of me. But Blackvolt Amplification uh, built me a really cool like Tweed style deluxe amp. That's their main their flagship model. Okay. It, just, it takes fuzz pedals and it just those lower headroom amps. It's still so loud and so good. Right. And awesome, and just it's awesome. But it's I love the local guys. The like Mesa was great. Yeah, was I don't know about now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it what they were amazing 35, 40 years ago. I mean, mm -hmm. it's funny as we all get older. To me, like they were the hot new outfit out there. You know, pulling ahead of Marshall and Sun and you know all the others. But now they're an old company. 
you know. Well, and and they have like I I try to buy amps where I can talk to the guys who built them. Okay. And I, and right. I try to buy amps that are are uh, not on circuit boards. Like I. Right, so right, right. No, no, I get it. You know, I want to be able to zap myself. You know what I mean? Get in there and like, and like I have an old '67 Bandmaster, and I and I oh, I've, I've done oh the head. The- you have a Bandmaster head. Mm-hmm. I, I had one it. of those years ago. So I had, good. Yeah, I had um, I had a Bandmaster bass head that I used for guitar when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I forgot what I, I I had an unrelated cabinet. It wasn't a Fender cabinet, but that that thing was great. Yeah, it yeah. shreds, and it's it, it's. I use it a lot for. I do this podcast. It's, okay. It's, I do a lot of a lot of uh, uh, co- composition and stuff, and, and that's what. Okay. When I need a clean sound, yeah. the Bandmaster beats out my Tone King every time. Really? Every time. Wow. Now what? Now Scott wants to know, and I want to know. So what do you put in your videos? Which of your amps is in your videos? Uh, well, so I put the amp. When you watch the videos on Instagram, for example, the amp is in the upper corner. Right. And I have two main amps. So I have that Black Volt crazy horse and it's like a, a tweed style amp and it's got the lion uh painted on the front because i have a lion tattoo on my arm and okay. it's like a whole it's a it's such a like a matt bradford amp it's awesome <laughs> and then i also have there's a guy named darko and it's only i'll send scott the link after but it's 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 like dcc underscore darko's custom creations there's underscores between all of them right uh, on instagram it's the only way to reach him really but, yeah but there's these two guys that i was kind of is he like with. on a mountaintop and you have to climb your way up and... I, I think it's possible it's <laughs> it's a very it's a very good possibility but so and you have to answer three riddles like exactly. halfway <laughs> exactly exactly but and this is the other reason it's cool to get the little guys yeah i was able to find there's tubes called six cm6s okay and they're basically a nine pin version of a six v6 Okay. And so if I want to get like a brand new pair of six V6s, they're what, 50 bucks for a new set. And for like okay. a new old stock RCA set, they're a million dollars. Um, and I was able to get these six CM6s for five bucks each. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And so yeah, I, said that's to, something. I said to Darko, I was like, can you build me an 18 watt plexi, like a blues breaker, but okay. based around these tubes in the power section? And he was like, I got you. Wow. So, so he built a whole amp around your inexpensive tubes. Yeah. He built, I mean, for the power section, it's a, it's a, it's a blues breaker style amp. Okay. But it's using these tubes that are old. I have, I have a box of old RCA black plates that'll hopefully see me out. Oh, and, right, right. They'll last as long as you last. I mean, I have like a hundred of them and they were five bucks each. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like three sets of, of decent, cool six V sixes. And so I have those are my main. I have other amps, but those are my main two. I have this Plexi, and I have the Black Volt. And then when I play live, if I if that ever happens again, I run them in stereo. Right. Oh, that's cool stuff. Yeah. So so what is your your live history since you switched guitars? So so I played I played in rock bands in L.A. in the early two thousands. I'm forty, so I've been I've okay. been down here for like twenty years. Okay. And I was playing in rock bands with my Asher lap steel. Um, not that one that I showed you. There's another one over there that I built. But I was playing we, in rock you bands. You know we want to see that. I don't. Let me grab it. Um, this one I built when I worked for Bill. This is the first one. Oh, he it's had, beautiful. Are those P90s on there? 
These are these are Wagner. Godwin. I can't even see. Oh, those are oh, those are humbuckers. Now yeah. I can see. Now yeah, I can they're see. Wagner Godwoods. And okay. They're awesome. And this is a single piece of of red cedar. Oh wow! And Look at that. You can. I don't know if you can see how much damage is on there, but it's just. No, it looks more pristine than I guess it is. <laughs> it's been yeah. beat up, but it's yeah. awesome. I played this for a long time, and then I started playing sort of like folk and country music. Oh really? Yeah, and so. Um, I started playing beer dobros and I have a number of those. And, and, and again, I was a luthier all this time. So I started, I was, a um, I was a warranty guy for Paul or I would, I could do warranty stuff for him if he needed something done out here. Okay. Um, I, I trained up at national guitars for a little while and did some of that stuff. And so I kind of became the folk guy and I toured on that for a long time. I toured, I was doing, you know, 200 dates a year. Oh, wow. Now, who were you touring with? Like, what kind I'm of bands? Just playing with myself. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, as a songwriter, you know, it was. And, oh, that's um, great. Yeah, it was fun, man. I mean, it wasn't fun though. That was the thing. Like, I hated it. I I didn't mind. I don't like touring. That's I'm like sure it. that's well, well. Let's let's take a little let's take a little side trip right now. Okay. So okay. let's talk about touring. Let's start since you said you don't like it. Tell us the few things you did like about it. There has I to mean, be something. I. Well, yes, I love playing. Music, yeah, right. and I sort of like talking to people sometimes. <laughs> like, like, but like, I'm, right. I'm pretty introverted. Okay, and and the way that I can connect with people is to play music. So yeah. I really enjoyed, you know, the thing that that um, that always moved me was meeting people at shows, right? And then having the fireside jam, like late at night. Afterwards. Afterward. That was always that post-show hang. The intimate had, part. Yeah. And everybody yeah. had their guitars and were hanging. But oh, that's I, great. I could play to 300 people facing the stage. I played I played to 300 people in Austin, Texas facing okay. the stage. And I had a really tough night. I just didn't enjoy myself. The song, the music was fine. Right. And, and then uh, I played to like three people in El Paso watching like a football game. And I had a great night because – it turns out for me, I, I'm not a performer. I okay. just like to play music. Interesting. Um, and so that was when, so when I came off the road, I came off the road in October of 2018. And I remember, I remember I was in, I was, <laughs> I was in Fort Worth and I'd gotten bed bugs for the third time in six oh, weeks. Oh no. And I was oh, just no. like, and I was just like, Man, I'm so tired, and I knew I had to drive. I had to do like a date in San Antonio, and then I had a nine-hour drive to El Paso Holy on, my crap. Back to, on my way back to LA. Right now, who was booking you? By the way, were you booking yourself, or did I you did, have someone? I did it all myself. Wow! And it was so that's a lot of work. Maybe that's why you didn't like it, right? Well, but I've toured with other guys, and I've toured in bands, and I've done short and long. I, I don't, I don't enjoy the travel. Yeah. I, so right now what I do is I wake up in the morning, I have a day job, but I wake up in the morning and I build a track and then I play lap steel on it and then I put it on Instagram. And that has then my, become my stage. And yeah. I get to come home and hang out with my my partner and my cat afterward. So, oh, that's fantastic. So, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, and I have like a, a, a job that has afforded me a bunch of amps. And I could tell, yeah. You know, a bunch of guitars, and I have a shop in the garage, so I can build. Like I'm building these; these are mine that I build, and wow. 
it's like that is a way more fun. I I don't miss the La Quinta Inn outside of McKinney, Texas. Yeah, I don't. I, I hear you. Yeah. So yeah. The, all of that, all of those aspects of touring, being in sharing a hotel room and the lights are out and we're you know getting into the hotel at like two a.m. and the singer starts trying to watch Beavis and Butthead and it's like the, <laughs> the, the band call is at six a.m. Yeah. 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 Adam Roth. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. You probably won't see this, but he was a. It was a really fun. I have these moments, and they're great moments, and I made great friends. Yeah. But, but I got like the the whole process of touring. I play more music now. Yeah. Than I ever played. That's, that's you know uh, you know two things before I forget. Scott wrote. He's so right. We had Dylan talks tone on the show. I don't know if you know him. I don't. He is all about tone. You guys, we're going to connect you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, because you, you'll just geek out together, yeah. you know, on this kind of stuff. Uh, we, I really geeked out on him in the show. You know, uh, we, we talked about pickups for an hour, like about winding pickups for an hour. And, <laughs> and, and I was fascinated and, and he loves to chat about it. So we got to connect you guys. I but, love that. Yeah. But when you're talking about, you know, you were doing this not because of COVID and not since COVID, but even before you, you made the switch. Mm-hmm. But I know like for Scott and I, uh, we, we love, and to some extent, I know we do miss our studio shows because our first year of this, um, almost exactly a year. Yeah, it was exactly a year. March 15th of 19 was pre-COVID. But the amount of, of collaboration and creativity that Scott and I are able to devote to the show is greater now than it was when we were and we, going to the studio. We love the folks at Riverview Studios. They're wonderful, and they helped us put together some beautiful shows. But we wouldn't, you know, we were talking before we started taping. We wouldn't have met you. We've had many guests from, I, I, I feel like we had a guest uh, in the UK once. I can't remember for sure. I know we had a guy from the UK, uh, Johnny Bullock, but he was in New York at the time. But I think we might have recorded one over there. Um we meet more interesting people than we could not more quantity not that they're more interesting but more people i'm, who I'm are, more interesting that's fine dave you can see yeah that. i know that's right that's right <laughs> yeah you are the most interesting person uh-huh. we've met Definitely you are to, to myself i am for sure yeah that's right you're the most interesting man in the room but uh but you know but we get that and and then even like you know scott is able to put all sorts of graphics in real time in and post and, and, you know, it, it just frees us up and, and, and the artist in you to make it not about us anymore, since you're the guest and we're not, but the artist in you has so much, instead of driving nine hours, you're creating for nine hours. Yeah. Well, and having the, the downtime to get yeah. inspired because that's the yeah. other, I'm working a little bit too much right now. And so I'm not writing, I can create okay. in the mornings, but I'm not writing because I need to write a song. I need to get bored. Right. And so sometimes when I'm too busy, but the, the whole online thing, I've gotten to connect the guys who connected me with Darko, the guy who built that amp. Right. One of them is German. And one of them, I forget, I don't know where he, his name is Sasha Ivantich. And okay. he's a he's a demo guy. He's great. His tone's great. But those two guys both independently turned me on to Darko and we met via Instagram. Yeah. And and all of the stuff that I'm doing now all came from just not having to do shows. So I don't have expectations. 
So right, I can try right. out that new pedal or I can try this new vibe or try this new thing that's getting me fired up as opposed to like, all right, dude, we hired this Dobro guy. Come out yeah. here with your Dobro and sing your sad songs. <laughs> which is which was great. I don't I mean I you know, I don't miss it, but like I enjoy those songs still. But yeah. it's not it's the fuzz pedal, rock and roll, let's do a weird like hip hop drum beat today, or let's program this and and all that's you know, I'm endorsed by XLN Audio now, and they have these great drums. None of that was happening when I was yeah. touring. Right, right. And now you could do all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, now, in, in turn, your sad songs. When you have your dobro, are you strictly an open D guy, or is that just one of the many things you do? No, open D. I'm not. I, the idea of of like multiple tunings and all that stuff is really challenging. The one thing that's cool, I so I so open D and then I can capo, um, and I can I play in other other keys, obviously. But I have a yeah. baritone. This is, I think it's now Paul has now built two of them. But this is the, was the only baritone beard guitar ever built for a long time. Wow. It's kind of a tune. It's like a million. That's years. coming through. That sound is it's not getting compressed. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it really is. It's an incredible instrument that I, so I was, I worked at the shop fixing guitars and Paul came in, Paul Beard, and I was talking to him and I was like, who would build me a baritone dobro? And he's like, wow. I'll build you a baritone. And I was like, well, all right, how much would it cost? Because these are not inexpensive. And he was like, well, the same as a regular one. And I was really? like, well, we have, I have to, because they do everything by hand. It's a three person shop. And so, like it has that, that's a little out too, but yeah, it's, it's the best. It's just, it's such an inc incredible instrument, that low A. I can so even I, tell how low it is, even through the internet, which we're doing right now, I could, I could feel the richness of that deep tone. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's gorgeous, and it's the only one he built for a long time. He called me, I think, during COVID, and was like, what are the specs on that thing I sent, I built you? And so I, he, I think he built the second one, which makes me angry. <laughs> that, that's super cool. So when did you migrate? Were you originally just a conventional tuning guy? Well, once I played, uh, once I started playing lap steel, open D, I started in open G because that's kind of what everybody that's what was the most material was a, was around for. Okay. And open D has is more accessible to me as a guitar player, which was my first instrument because the bottom three strings are the same as drop D. Okay. And then after that, it was just like, all right, this is my tuning. And then I started, I, I just, it was too hard to try other tunings. I just, I was, I was too lazy. I knew how to play this yeah. one. I was like, I'll just play this one only. And, and, and so, that, it, it, yeah. is that is that at least I don't know anything about lap steel. Is okay. that a relatively popular tuning? Yes, it would be okay. like the David Lindley tuning would be the open D tuning. It's okay. It's a, uh, it's a it's a relatively popular lap steel tuning for blues and for rock. Okay, and then you know. Scott's asking. So, and I will ask. I noticed that the, to me, I didn't notice the look of the strings, but they sort of look, they sounded thick. Are they at Scott's saying they look thick? Yeah, Are they they're thicker? Huge. They're big. So, it's a 20, it's a 20 plane and a 22 plane on top. And then 
I want to say it's a 74 on the bottom. Wow, that's super yeah. thick. Wow. Yeah. So the thinnest string you have on there is a 20 or a 22, a 20. you said? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, even, but even my main lap steel, these are 16 to 59. Wow. So that's still, yeah, that's, that's damn you know, thick too. Because and, because, and your because action the, is unlike a regular guitar. I'm looking at it now. The action right. is quite high. It's supposed to be high. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're using a big steel bar. So you're not, you're not ever fretting. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm always floating above. And in fact, if I were to press down, it just, it just takes it out of tune. Right. 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 So, and the bandana. Yeah. And Scott's asking about the bandana. I use a capo from this guy named Han, uh it's, it's from a company called hannah guitars oh my capo there it is i noticed that on one of the earlier guitars you picked up you had a bandana yeah it's on all of them because i use these capos that go under the strings and then these to start mute it? To, yeah these start to rattle back here oh, and so okay. if i put this up here and just pull it up now they don't rattle oh that that, that it's smart and it looks kind of cool yeah and well it's interesting because i I play with this fuzz pedal. Those fuzz pedals are such gainy pedals. Yeah, they're going to pick that stuff up. I Well, and I'll pick up. I was doing a YouTube video, and I heard just the strings rattling behind the nut a little bit. And I right, was like, yeah. what is that extra, you know, all those little things. I had a I had a guy in here recently, and, and he was playing his Strat, and I was getting this weird at the end of notes. Wait, what I, were you getting? This, like, Oh, okay. Just wanted to double check. Just yeah. <laughs> and it was the springs in the back from the tremolo, and I ended up oh. stuffing foam in there because whatever we were using, I don't, I don't remember what we were using. We had, some, we had a lot of gain on there, and it was just making it, you know, crazy. Yeah. You know. Now, do you ever, um, do you still play a conventional guitar at all, or you're done? Ah, because I know little... you had the injury or the issue with your hand. Yeah. So I, I play like I'll play backing guitar on a on my tracks or for again for composition and stuff but not uh, as you're not out in the forefront not in the forefront and and honestly i can play some rhythm guitar and i'm okay you know i can I, my groove is still fine but i can't do the fancy stuff like my, right, my hands right um, well yeah you know, so scott's reminding us we have some video of you maybe uh okay we, we could uh play a little bit let's see it let's see it oh i like that segue Yes, that that I love that. So there's so much so much unpacking to do. Okay, uh, Scott wrote in, and I agree with him. Love the pedals in the frame. That that's a great thing because it allows us to see what's going on there. Yeah, um, I'm well, loving. For me, yeah, don't you always want when you, when I'm watching a video? I'm like, what is 
I'm a nerd. First yeah. Before, like I am. I've always been a gear nerd. I've always had guitar magazines. Yeah. I want to yep. know what someone's using. Right. Always. Yeah. You know, I'm, I would love to see a, a, a Getty Lee video that sh like f you need five different cameras. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you, 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 the feet and the hands and all that. Yeah, Scott's right. We're all guitar nerds. We we actually yeah. are. Um, so that my observation that was so heavy that in a mm -hmm. good way that you know, it it I, I it, it to me it was like a bluesy um, Pink Floyd vibe. Uh, those are good things in my book. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say I, fuck yeah, but we don't curse on this show. Well, no cursing. <laughs> Watch your fucking mouth when you're talking to me. I know, so the, the but the the um. Yeah, I like it. It's it's my style kind of just grew out of all the stuff that I love because yeah. there's no songs. One of the joys of Lap Steel is that there isn't a lot of unless you're doing the really the 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 traditional Lap Steel stuff that you're hearing in country that you're hearing some in rock, you know, David okay. Lindley and those guys. But I don't I don't know of anybody else playing Lap Steel with fuzz pedals. And I was always a rocker. Oh. Yeah. Even even in the even in the Dobro sad song days, like I got accused of just banging on the guitar too hard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's people are like, why would you take a guitar and hit it that hard? It's like I don't know. This is how I play. I don't have any. I don't have any traditional training. And so this sort of this sort of sound, it's really cool. I used to always hear people say things like, you know, be honest, just play, just play what you feel. Right. And I've kind of found that recently. Okay. Um, as opposed, like I don't think that came natural. I was always trying to do something, and then this sort of grew out of all that. Well, you know, you know what I noticed that I, that I thought was really cool. You know, it and, and you. I'm inviting you to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm getting the sense that to pull the percussion out of of, of a lap steel is probably harder than a conventional guitar, and you were using timing for percussion. Like you you were you were coming in at a certain time to, to almost like create a percussive moment, I felt like. It could be. I You know, it's it's one of those things, and this goes, I don't, I'm not that technical. So okay. I, it's, it, so my brother and I have this podcast uh, that I score, and then he does the, he was like an award-winning reporter. And so we had okay. this thing, and I, and I do all the music. But we were talking okay. yesterday about uh, something in the script, and does it move the right way or this or that. He was being very technical. I'm trying to do this and try achieve this. And I don't, I don't think about that. I just, it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Right, it, right. Does it, does it feel that's it. And, and so it's allowed me sometimes to, uh, I think have a leg up. I learned really technically. I learned a bunch okay. of scales, but I think that helped me back. And Interesting. Letting go of all that with lap steel again, it was like completely self-taught. So there's no, I don't have good technique. Good technique. Right, with the air quotes. Right. I have my technique. I can't do, right. when somebody's like, will you play Santo and Johnny? I can't. I don't know how to play it. Right, Never right. Learned. So you've really, and, 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 and I, I think I know the answer to this already. Scott wanted to know, because Scott is self-taught also. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to guess you don't read music. I, I cannot sight read. I can, okay. if it's something I, I did sit down, I got bored with my notes that I was playing. And so I bought a real book. Okay. Um, and I went to MI for a few years, for a year, for one year. 
okay. um, as a guitar player. And again, I, I never was a good reader, but I know what the notes are. And so okay. I bought a real book and I kind of was working through more of the chords than the melodies, but some of the melodies too on guitar, which was a weird thing for me. Right, but right. really, I, I enjoy just some sometimes getting away from the rock and roll power chord these are the chords and getting into a little bit more of like this is an interesting harmonic shift okay okay you know you know what i mean right. like yeah more i'm not the jazz thing is not my thing but like like the bruno mars stuff and the old soul stuff and those are obviously very similar but those cool like uh like a like a c to like a c sharp diminished to like a d minor to like a d diminished and you're like how would i play over that that stuff can be really fun that you know, it's funny. He's his name has not made an appearance on our show yet. He that guy, Bruno? yeah, he oh. is absurdly talented, like like stupidly so. I think like yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just one of those guys where it comes so easy, right? Well, it's just, and it also is a breath of fresh air. So I used to work at a guitar store with with, uh, with Steve Vai's drummer. When he okay. first got the gig, I've worked with a lot of like like guys, guys at guitar stores who end up having these amazing gigs. But okay. I remember going, I remember going to like the 25th anniversary of the Gem, like the Steve Vai guitar. Okay. And it's just the reason I tell you all this is to set up this, which is there was obviously a lot of notes. I think I heard enough yeah. notes for the rest of my life that night. But everybody yeah, was playing, yeah. and it was just like more sweet. And it was like Paul Gilbert and Steve Vai and Satriani and all these guys, and and uh, it was just there was a moment where there was just more notes and more notes and faster and higher gain and all this stuff. And then Andy Timmons came in with this big open clean, just like, Oh, and Interesting. I feel, I feel like Bruno Mars, especially in pop music, especially in music today, when I hear it, it always makes me just go like, Oh, right. Like that's a, it's different and it's fresh and it's amazing, but it's not, the same as everything else that's happening right now. Right. And, and it, it's infused with some authenticity, uh, a boatload of rhythm, and I an mean, yeah. interesting tone. Yeah. Interesting tones, great chord changes, um, and some playful. Like, the other thing is just playfulness, right? Like, yeah. Isn't, music is supposed to be fun, and it gets so serious and so ridiculous. And okay, I see the Rock to Recovery QR. So I'll yeah. tell you this: I I was so serious, and I started working for this company called Rock to Recovery. And what okay. I do is I go into these treatment centers for drug addiction and for uh, for mental health stuff, and uh, for kids who have mental health issues. And, and it's all so Good heavy. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I mean it's great they pay me. So I, I mean it is great, but also <laughs> they give me money to do it. It's not like out of the goodness of my heart. Um, but you have a good heart or you wouldn't be good at it. I mean, it's it's joyful. But the yeah. thing that they taught me is I cannot take myself seriously. And I cannot oh, take – Oh, interesting. Right? If I'm going to write a song with these guys who were like hiding in the bushes in their underwear because the FBI was in their vacuum cleaner, like I got to – like I have to like – I have to come <laughs> in and they're like, I don't want to – and I'm like, we're going to write a song. And they're like, we're not doing that, bro. <laughs> and so – I have to find a way to make it fun. And part of that has to be to be able to make fun of myself. And that's where right. the cat shirts come from. Although oh, I'm a I huge cat it. person. And that's where the trying to soften a little bit of the, cause touring, I got that job after touring. It's a whole, that's a whole 
thing. But touring, I was I was also I wasn't I was making enough money to stay in hotels, but I was checking in through bulletproof glass. You know what I mean? Like it wow. wasn't. I, it was yeah. I was in some. It's so a Blues Brothers in, movie. Yeah, I came in with an edge. I had this edge because I was not in. Because you had to be on guard and you had to be kind of closed off, and that's similar to being a drug addict. You have to be closed off. And yeah, yeah. and getting to a point where I can be really open, hopefully allows other people to open up. And part of that is not take like if somebody's like, "Dude, this is you're you you suck." It's like, ah, okay, yeah, all yeah. right, yeah. And, and speaking of all this, talk to us. A little, today is a special day for you. I am I am ten years sober today, which is which is it is very cool thank you for putting that up there it's it's That's um, a big big wonderful deal yeah it's a it you know what it is though like the thing is this i'll say this because we don't i try not to get too into into sobriety and stuff in public not because it, for a whole bunch of reasons it doesn't matter well i'm very open about it you can ask me anything yeah. but okay. the reality is the 10 years is not the amazing part the amazing part is how happy i am yeah because because 10 years ago i was miserable and 10 years ago, I was, I did not have all the trappings of success, but I didn't, it didn't look like I wasn't homeless and I wasn't in prison. And it wasn't the way I pictured people who were, who are drug addicts. And, right, right. and, and it was, it was miserable. And so today, um, I get to work in that field. I work with these guys. My boss was in corn, the band. Oh, wow. One of my dearest friends uh, was in uh, was one of the, the original members of Snot, and then he was in Seven Dust. So all these like old metal bands that I used to, yeah. pardon me, that I used to listen to a lot when I was in my my teens. You know, I'd wrap around sunglasses and poor taste in music. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they will, oh, they'll take yeah. that so personally. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm not yeah. really kidding. It's not. Yeah. I listen to kidding, not kidding, kidding, not kidding. Yeah. But like, so tomorrow yeah. to celebrate, you know. A bunch of us are getting together and we're gonna go play at a rehearsal space and just and just freak out and play music. And that's the gift. The gift is not yeah. the ten years. The gift is that I have these people in my life who also play music. And the idea that like how am I gonna be a musician and be sober? And it's like it's so much easier. Yeah. I I did a session and I remember we smoked so much weed before the session. And we had not worked out the arrangement. We were doing these two songs. I was okay. in this band, and we were doing these two songs for uh, for um, for Christmas. And it was okay. like August in Los Angeles. And it was a million degrees outside. Right. And I just remember, yeah. like, we were trying to figure out how we were going to play these songs, and they came off fine. But I just I remember looking at my guitar, my dobro at the time, and and just like I don't know how we're going to do this. I, this is a nightmare. This is is. Wow! I just—it was just like the room was like spinning, and like it was, and the guy was like, "All right, are you guys ready?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know." Oh yeah. God, I don't miss. And now, if I show up to a session, I have very, way fewer sessions, and usually I do them here, which is another joy of the internet. I'm all over yeah. the place right now. The point is, it's all good. This is all good stuff. But the point of it is. Is like it's all joyful, right? And it's yeah. it's I'm never sitting there spaced out or worried that people can tell I'm high or right. worried about what there was a I played in a band and the rule was that I wasn't allowed to drink whiskey until after the gig. And like looking back on that, the fact that that had to be a rule that was That's way before right, I got right, sober, right. Yeah. right? But like it's just not 
the number of gigs where I, I collapsed the cone on a dobro one time because I was just way too drunk and fired up and just banging on the guitar. And the cone dropped into the guitar like halfway through the gig. And halfway through the gig, I had this wow. rattly mess of yeah. a dobro. And it's like all those things, none of that, none of that's an issue anymore. That's what's cool. Yeah. Well, you, well, you were just everything coming out of you from before we even started recording until now is just joy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm using, I would have said, you know, happy or positive positivity, but I'll use your word joy. You, you, you strike me as a happy guy. The other thing I thought of is that, you know, a lot of us, myself included, you know, I, I like the concept of living your best life and, mm-hmm. and holy crap, are you living your best life? You I know, mean, I, tell, I'm confident me. in saying that. Yeah. I could tell you're, you're doing me. that. Yeah. Well, but the other thing I think is like, if you had told me 10 years ago that this was my life, that I wasn't touring, that I was married, right, right. and sober and working for a company called Rock to Recovery, I would have been like, I don't want any of that. And, and you would have been wrong. And I, and I, I mean, this is, yeah. this is an awesome day. And the the guitars behind me, the fuzz pedals. I didn't know I liked fuzz pedals until the pandemic started, really. Right. All the idea that like, it's going to just keep coming, right? Like I can't, I don't ever want to say never again. I, Cause maybe I'll go back to playing like really weird, heavy rock. Like I don't, maybe that'll be the thing. I don't think it will be. That could be in 25 years for all you it, know. It could, but yeah. that's the, that's the thing. Being yeah. really open, being able to go, this is awesome today. Yes. And it doesn't yeah. have to be this way tomorrow. And that's for music and that's for my life and that's for yeah. all that stuff is the coolest part. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking at your life right now. You've got you've got a podcast with your brother. Mm-hmm. You're you're mm-hmm. building guitars. I mean, that's that's joyous. You know. Yeah. I mean, I I love working with wood. Like that's yep. just it's so satisfying to me. Um so you're working with wood. You're you're creating music. And you're performing music, you know, and, yeah. and you and you get to do so much of it from home, which is really amazing. Which is the the most joyful part. I mean, it's yeah. just I don't people don't often people think I'm joking because I I do come off as pretty gregarious and talking about guitars uh, yeah. or sobriety. Those two things you'll get me talking all day. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But Good like stuff. I I don't like when the pandemic hit. My partner was was making fun of me because they were like, you are built for this because the idea yeah. of sitting alone. Now I ended up being a, a frontline worker because of what we were doing with, with recovery and stuff. So I ended up actually okay. not having a lot of time off, but the idea of like, you're going to sit by yourself in your house all day. Like, and, okay. And do the with, stuff you love to do with yeah. all my toys. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. That's I have. Yeah. All these fuzz pedals, all these amps, all these. How many things. fuzz pedals do you have? Well, Give me a ballpark. I, don't, I, I I can't even. I mean, more than sixty. Oh my god, more than sixty? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I have at least twelve fuzz faces, like wow. fuzz face style pedals. Like not even, not even the other stuff. Um, and I'm fortunate to be endorsed by, or at least be sent pedals by a lot of people. So. Yeah. A lot of these are pedals that um, a lot of them are pedals I paid for. Okay. And then 
also a lot of them are pedals where like maybe I bought the first one or two and then a company saw what I was doing with them and putting right. the putting the pedal in the video and everything and they're like, well, hey, how much do you charge for a demo? And the answer is I don't charge for demos because right. I've because I've already be done it unbiased. Yeah. Well, and, and and I've already commodified my music. I've already commodified the other joy of today. Part of what was hard about touring and all that was like if somebody was like, hey, do you want to come play? I opened, I played at the opening for an REI. Okay. For three days, like I guess like when a new REI opens, people who love REI line up outside an REI. It's a very cool thing. But I was playing from like either six to eight or seven to nine in the morning outside for three days in a row for the people in line. That is an awful gig. It's an awful (laughs) gig. But – I had to take yeah. it because I needed the money. And yeah, so yeah. and I've commodified my music enough where if somebody sends me a pedal that I don't like, I just send it back. I don't have to. I'm not. Right. You're not obligated you to, to them. Yeah. And then if you send me the pedal and I like it, then I just put it in there once in a while. I all, it's always a mistake when I'm like, I don't really want to do this, yeah. but I'm going to do it because of the money or because of the product or whatever. It has always turned out to be a mistake. And when right. people go, I want to send you a pedal with no expectations. It's almost always cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and like that's the other thing that's so much fun is getting to interact with these builders and they're small builders. Right, right. Who are really the community for the most part, and at least the community I get to deal with, is really yeah. supportive of each other and and loving and amazing. That's and really so, good stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's and those are people I want to support. So when they send me a pedal, I'm like, I like this. Well, let me let me build, let me buy some of the pedals. Yeah, you know, that, that's like, super me. cool. Yeah, you know, have you heard of the Karen? Did you ever see that on the internet? No. Oh wait. Uh, was it a pedal? It was a pedal, and it's got a picture of a Karen with the Karen haircut. I, who made it? I think I saw that. Eddie I think- Scott, help me. It was Eddie Rifkin, I believe. He he's my social media friend now. We okay. had him on our show. Okay, I, I I remember it. I don't know if somebody else shared it. Although Eddie Rifkin's name sounds familiar. Yeah, pretty so. sure that's the right name. And what's so cool is that uh, he's a real artisan. He was very into quality control. So even though he came up with this clever, I mean, it was a brilliant idea because that's that's especially. Uh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> it says I'll read it out loud because we're looking at the chat. Uh, yep. One of his pedals says, "Don't use that tone with me." <laughs> Increase the rage. It's uh, so good. It's brilliant. It's... But and the irony is, he actually they they were you know someone could do that and build a crappy pedal and and just you know try to he no 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 everything was built by hand. He was all increased the rage. All of it was was you know really he had such sort of engineering pride in what he was putting together. So as you're talking to me about this small community of folks oh he's gonna get us something cool i can tell i'm grabbing a couple things Uh, oh i'm psyched i just because as we talk about this and the artisans and and these cool guys who who so yeah the the other part about the small builders is right they're taking so much so much pride in what they do and so much uh and so much attention to detail it's You're about to show things. us a cool circuit board, aren't you? I'm going to show you. Well, I'm going to show. I got two here. I got two here because I have. So 
as we talk about this and these people, some of them. So Marcus Reeves is from Reeves Electro, and he was one of the first guys to go, hey, man, you play great. How can we get one of my pedals in your hands? I can't give you one, but, you know, we'll figure it out. And I was yeah. like, here's what let's let's see what we're talking about. And we were able to figure it out. Uh, and this by the way, you're is... going to be alone on the camera in a minute. I'm go I'm going bye bye so we could uh, so you can see you see more this. close. I'll still be okay. here. All right. Well, there's this, which is so. This is the the Reeves Electro pedal, and it's wow. it's all point to point. It's unreal. That, so that is so clean inside. It's, it's awesome, and it's right. It's all point to point. Um, they have he's using these black hat transistors. He's etching the board himself. Oh my uh, god! Uh, this is one of the earlier ones. He's got a whole new enclosure and stuff now. This was December 2020, right? So this is kind of what's, when... what's the build material on the box? Uh, I think it's just uh, aluminum or yeah. steel or whatever. Sure, sure as hell isn't plastic, though, right? No, 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 no. These are yeah. these are you could do some damage. Uh, yeah. And then I have this other one from um, Espresso, and this is I have so many fuzz pedals. So I, I to all the builders who are watching, I'm sorry. Um, but like one of the things that's interesting with like the old fuzz faces and stuff, and I just, I just did a YouTube video on this or it's coming out next week or something. But the point is like, I really love these builders because the attention to detail is part of it, but then also scrounging for parts and finding the cool, um, the really cool old mojo filled parts. When I talk to these people, Aisha from Low Sounds lives just up the street. Not just up the street. She lives a little ways away. But but she talks about how much time she spends looking for parts. Like this is another one where it's just like that's – it's all point to point. It's, it's all, gorgeous. It's, it's pathetic it's to say, but it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's art. But it's like these are all germanium transistors that are incredible. And I – so many of these of these look this way. When you look inside and you go, that's – that's amazing. It's just clean. It's very clean in there. And it's and it's perfect. And it's I love it. And they're just so these little builders, the other part is the attention to detail that they are actually I'm gonna take this battery out while I have while I have this open during this <laughs> I can't during read this interview. I can't read what Scott just wrote. Take a look. I have clear stuff coming out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for post. <laughs> But yeah. like builders who are building like that versus, you know, I have a Dunlop um, fuzz face. Okay. Not one of the old. I have an old one too. That's really cool. But I have yeah. um, I have a newer one that is fine. It, it right. sounds fine. But there's so many things built into it to protect power and to provide filtering so you don't get noise and all these things that guitar players are afraid of. And it's right. like these guys, these are noisy pedals. But right. they're there's so much mojo in there and they're so clean and they're bulletproof and they're yeah. filled with love and every component. And then if something goes wrong or something isn't, isn't doing what you need it to, you pick up the phone, you pick up the phone. Yeah. And so here's another thing that happened with the espresso. So a vintage style fuzz face okay. doesn't have, almost doesn't have enough volume to reach unity when you step Okay. Up. Okay. And so I said to Soph, who builds these, I said, listen, I, I want to, is there a way for me to get more volume out of this? And right. he goes, yeah, man. And I'm, and I'm, again, I'm a pretty handy guy and I'm, and I've worked on guitars and I can, I've fixed some amps and I've built some pedals myself, et cetera, et cetera. 
And yeah. we had spoken about all this. He goes, I'm going to send you a resistor because he's in England. Okay. Uh, he goes, I'm going to send you a resistor and I'm going to tell you which resistor to change. And then like a week later in the mail is this vintage resistor. So he, he didn't even, he wasn't even like, yeah, just replace this with, he just sent it free of charge. He was like, here's the resistor. Oh, uh, yeah, that's someone who's, they're just all about making their product the best it can be. Right. And it's, making you the happiest you can be. It's on, and and so yeah. these are the guys that a I want to support, and and I've bought I, none of these were given to me. I bought all of his pedals. I have four, wow. um, and you know, but those, but that's the kind of stuff where it's like, dude, that's those are the people I want to buy guitars from. Those people I want to buy amps from. Yeah. Gio is always taking care of me. Darko's always taking care of me. Those people I want to buy guitars from. Um, you know, those are the things that when people are just excited about you enjoying their product. Yeah. That was always the way that was always the way I wanted to be a guitar tech too. Was like I want people to feel like they spent their they couldn't have spent their money better. And with 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 Marcus from Reeves with these with this amazing circuit and with with so with all these other people, it's like this is the best way I could have spent my money. Yeah. And I love supporting this small community, especially yep. as these bigger corporations Absolutely. Keep doing more and more stuff. You know, it's hysterical. I was just in Phoenix a few months ago for a, a conference. And at one of the booths, they spent a couple of bucks and they had a barista uh, okay. making coffee. <laughs> All right. You're a barista. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm chatting. I, I ended up geeking out on coffee with that guy for about an hour. Uh-huh. And talking it's about beans and where they're sourced and what kind of machine he likes to use. Then we spent all sorts of time looking at the cool machine he brought to the booth with him, and he's mm -hmm. showing you how this machine is good, but it's really difficult to clean, and you got to do this. Oh. But it makes the best, you know, it makes the best beans. And how long do you, you know, let the beans sit after they roast before you, you know, you want to, you know, use them? And what about oil or lack of oil or light or dark? And and but he he's friends with all the other baristas and the people who roast their own beans and things like that. Right. And and I love what you're talking about. Is the same thing. It's this small community of folks who hopefully they'll make a decent living, but what they're really focused on is the artisanship of yeah. what they're doing and, 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 and to help the people you know the, who are sort of the, at the end of their product line and, and to help each other. Like I'm going to bet that that guy you know, who sent you the resistor would probably send it to a competitor if his competitor needed one. Oh, I, and that's the other thing that's in, like like a bunch of those guys because there's um, Seeker Electric Effects and there's uh, R2R Electric. I don't know if you've heard of any of those guys. Yeah. There's a bunch of them who are who have started an Instagram page together, which hasn't they haven't really done anything with it. But apparently they're all in a group chat. They all help each other out all that, the time. Yeah, that doesn't they're, surprise me at all. Right. You know. You know. Because because they're nerds the same way. Hope. You know. I worked for Bill Asher for a long time. Well, not for a long time. For a couple of years as a right. tech and as a, and as a luthier. And then I went and I worked at this shop in Santa Monica, which was about 20 minutes away. But if I needed something, I could call Bill and he would help yeah. me out. And he would either talk me through the repair that I didn't know how to do yet. I almost ruined a, um, uh, a, a actual PAF for a guy. Oh, wow. He had put two PAFs in his guitar and I, and I pulled one out cause it was out of phase and I was going to flip the magnet and I, and I yeah. damaged the winding as I took the cover off. Oh, wow. And I called Bill and I was like, dude, I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, come on down. And he, I came down and not only did he fix it, 
he he showed me how he fixed it he talked me through it and 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 all those things and the customer i told him all about that so he knows yeah but like all that stuff there are people who act like this stuff is secret and there are people who act like this stuff is rocket science somehow and those people who whether they don't want to talk about their tunings or yeah. their technique oh i'm not gonna show you how i do that thing or how yeah. they fix a guitar how they build none of this stuff is like the joy is in sharing yeah when i was yes. a, when i was a kid and there was like six of us that were learning guitar I was like dude i learned this thing i learned how to bend a note i learned how to do the first time somebody showed me how to do a pinch harmonic it was like ah that's the yeah I want that collaborate collaboration with everybody. Yeah. This is, you know, you just brought us to a perfect place. Okay. Because, you know, like we're talking about positivity. You're talking about a community of people. And, and I just love like, whether we're talking about pickups, whether we're talking about lap steel, whether we're talking about coffee, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, yeah, I, I'm, I got seltzer right here. Okay. Uh, okay. And I'm not an endorser, but it is. It tastes good enough. It <laughs> tastes good it. enough. Yeah. Um, this I could do. Scott. Scott's having fun off on the side. He, we, we we get our, our chats here. We we could do hours. Uh, but a, as is the case when we do a great show, the hour flies by like it's five minutes, and we've already been going an hour. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. Doesn't okay. it feel like five minutes? It does. It does well, yeah. I mean, yes. It's it a does. couple of folks talking about guitar and gear. That is right? shocking. That is shocking that it's an hour. Yeah. We we have for four years we've been having this happen that you know Scott'll shoot me a reminder because it, it you know, this is just you and I going out and having a cup of coffee together mm -hmm. and, and chatting guitar and gear and a little bit about life. Um, but sadly we have to <laughs> we have to call it a close at some point. Um, yeah, there we go. I'll give you one too. There we go. Scott's got it. This has been joyful. This has been absolutely, joyful. absolutely the same here, uh, for Scott and I. And more important than for Scott and I are all the folks who are listening and will be listening to us. Um, uh, th this is such an old man question. I think I'm going to stop asking it soon. How do we find you? So, right now, you guys are catching me at a really interesting point because I'm in a transition. Okay. So, right okay. now, I have a website. It's still like the old singer-songwriter guy. The best yeah. places are either YouTube.com, Matt Bradford Music, or yeah. Instagram, Matt Bradford Music. So that's great. Matt Bradford Music. It's not that creative, but we're going to go with it. You know, you know, for a name like yours, that's a relatively, if, it, if it's not a common name, it's certainly not a unique name, but you were able to get Matt Bradford Music is pretty cool. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of us now on Spotify, which is not frustrating at all, Dave. <laughs> and thankfully, you didn't raise your voice when you got frustrated at all. <laughs> yeah, like going from one common name to another, Dave Cohen. I had my identity stolen by someone who hated a different Dave Cohen. So, <laughs> about, and he ended up in jail. That literally happened. Uh, I got a call from the Ocean County, New Jersey prosecutor's office. We have a guy in jail that says he's you, and we know he's not you. That, nice. That, yeah. So, yeah, I, I have an even more common name than yours, I suspect. Oh. Uh, so I want to thank you so much for joining us. This was joyous, joyful, positivity, just absolutely fantastic. Dude, thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. And, and um, Scott's great idea. Um, we're gonna we're gonna sign off with Phil X. He even gave me another reminder because he knows how crappy my memory is. So he literally wrote it twice, and that was smart of Scott to do. Uh, because Phil X talks about nerding out. Our show is eh, maybe we'll let non-nerds watch, but we're really for the nerds. Uh, so thank you again so much, Matt Bradford. We want you to tune in for more Guitar Tales. I'm going to be saying this every time. Subscribe, because the more you subscribe, the more you'll get notification for our shows. That will hopefully make you happy. And it helps us because we get the word out there. Good for everyone. Thank you again for uh, Charles uh, Larita for uh, Mischief Studios. I will screw that up. And more importantly, dare I say, Scott Guitarmacist Engel, who keeps me straight, who keeps the show on the air, who does all sorts of work. When you and I sign off, Scott has about five hours of work in front of him. I, so, I can't even imagine. Yeah, and, and I am beyond grateful uh, for that. And the people who watch the show are, are the beneficiaries of that. So thank you so much. We'll see you next time on Guitar Tales. It's Phil X, and you're watching Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen. And Guitar Tales, Guitar Tales. Like, what else do you need, right? Guitar for geeks, nerds, gear, inspirations, positive vibes. Look out. Hi, this is Dave Cohen, host of Guitar Tales, and Scott Guitarist with Dangle. So we put together this show every week for you guys, or at least every other week. We want you to do two things for us, which would be good for everyone. If you could subscribe on our YouTube channel, that would be great. And, and share. Please share the videos around with your friends. Let them know Guitar Tales is out there. Uh, it's not just about guitar players. We have a lot to offer. Thank you.